Hi, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. We are the Carwells. I'm Emily. And I'm Sarah, and we are, as you know, Airbnb interior designers and investors. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Catch Up with the Carwells. Today is just an episode of Emily and I. And today, I think we're going to talk all things us launching two properties in the last month transitioning everything over to a property management company and launching another round of the mentorship. We got a lot going on. We do. <laughs> yeah. I think the the switching everything over to our management company and uh, focusing on covering our asses liability-wise is like a combination of things that we've learned in the past month that is valuable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say with Emily launching her first 100% owned on her own BNB. It's definitely pointed out things that I have skipped on the last four that we've done. <laughs> Emily's like, Sarah, how'd you handle X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> Waiting for you to figure that out. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but I mean, it goes, like, I think it goes to show that you don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah. Day one. It's okay. Yeah. You can backtrack a little. Um, I'm happy that I'm getting some things in place before having four because. Like, obviously yours have been running perfectly fine and there isn't, there hasn't been any like catastrophic things that have happened, but now working backwards, it's taking you significantly longer to put things in place when I only have the one to do it. And then it's easy to like plug that into the rest going forward. Yeah. Well, and I'll sit in my own misery, right? It's like, (laughs) I, I was telling Ethan this yesterday. I'm like, I will avoid doing things like organizational or backend things so hard, but I'll carry it mentally the entire time. (laughs) And then the second I like do it, it takes me like exponentially less time to actually do the thing that I've been avoiding to actually just get it done. And then I get to like mentally put it down and I'm like, wow, that was so stupid. (laughs) It's just so daunting to like, look, I have a to-do list that I've been looking at and it's so daunting to look at it because it seems like it's going to take forever ever yeah and it doesn't no it never it's does. just all in our head some of this stuff literally takes 15 minutes yeah 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 this week I feel like specifically because it's been you know we I launched my property on the 11th and so from the 11th until now we've been traveling a ton and I've had really this last week to handle all the back-end stuff where I've been seated at a desk with a computer and I'm just like, feel like I have accomplished the world in the last seven days. I'm like, this is the work that I've been carrying mentally for the last four years that just needed to be like put somewhere so I can set it down and I don't have to remember all of the codes and all of the processes mm-hmm. and all of the so on and so There's forth. There's honestly nothing better than like sitting at the desk and getting stuff done. I You're mm-hmm. so nomadic that you work on your iPad all the time. And I genuinely don't know how you do that. <laughs> Yeah. Because I like, I have my laptop, but I also have my desktop and I do yeah. so much on my desktop. I couldn't have, I couldn't live without having a home base. Yeah. That's not... It's wild that you've done it for this long. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's talk about the last 10% of your property. Cause you've heard me say a million times over and over again, and we've gone through this with smaller units, but the last 10% of the property, how much was it more or less brutal than you had anticipated the tasks themselves are really not that bad it's the mental aspect of the last 10 percent like it's a bunch of little stuff so it's really like not big things that have to be done 
but you're so drained. Like I loved that house. I loved living there. We lived there for almost a full year. So I'm really attached to it. And by the time we left, I was like, I fucking hate this house. (laughs) Like I want to be out. And like all of our stuff was out at that point. So it didn't feel like our house anymore. Yeah. And it was starting to feel more like an Airbnb, which was good, but there were just like so many little things and running to Home Depot a million times a day. (laughs) I was like, why can't we just remember everything the first time? There was like screws or locks or little things that we would have to get. Tyler sliced his finger open. We ended up going to urgent care and he had to get four stitches during that last 10%. Like it was mass chaos. I just, I understood it to a certain extent, but the, especially with doing other people's properties, but the level of it when yeah. it's your own and it's a much bigger property, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I started viewing my property way differently. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so annoyed with it. Like nobody's going to like it because I had just <laughs> sat in it for so long. And then yeah. we started showing our friends and everybody's like, first of all, Emily, this house is huge. And I was like, it's huge. What are yeah. you talking about? No, it's not. Like I lived in it for a year, so it doesn't feel huge to me. And then they were like, it looks so good. And the before and afters are crazy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I'm just, still at a point of it being a toxic point I in my brain. I don't know how. I, I feel much better about it now, like after having a couple of guests in it. But yeah. Oh, it's so mentally draining. And it, the tasks are really not that hard at the end. It's just a lot, a lot that you've done. And then you're like, I just want it to be done. Yeah. I want a guest in here. I want all of I my... was like setting deadlines for myself because Fede was waiting on me. He wasn't waiting on me. I'm putting that in quotes for everybody who's just listening and not watching. He, he didn't care. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it'll get it. Like, I will he's take like, it over. I'll take it over whenever I take it over. He was in New York at the time, like doing work. And so by the time I did get it done, he's like, okay, we're doing all of this stuff. He's like, I'm doing it for like other properties too. So we'll probably end up launching on this day. And I was like, I'm sitting here feeling like he's waiting on me and he's yeah. already overwhelmed with work. <laughs> So he's not waiting on me and all of it's just in my head. Yeah. Well, and I feel like too, he is in the same point in his own personal project as we are. Right. Mm -hmm. So he like the other day, he messaged me when I posted that it takes us at least two to three months to finish a project that we own. And he was like, I needed to hear this. He's like, because like my perception is that you guys get it done like that. He's like, and I'm over here like thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so far behind. And he's like, but the reality is, is I'm not like, I'll hit that three month timeline. And I'm like, we're all in it. We're all yeah. like, just a little If siloed. I like look at how much work, like time I spent working on the house, it probably does add up to two or three months. There were like months where we just didn't do anything because yeah. I was, we were launching our first round of mentorship or whatever else. So like if I actually tracked the time yeah. well enough, it probably would have been two to three months of actual work, but living there made it more manageable in my head for the period of time that we lived there. But that last month, (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot. It's so much. And I just like put tight deadlines on myself for no reason, no reason, but also (laughs) it's like no reason, but it's also like life things that I just like, am ready to move on to the next step and get settled in the next step. And so, yeah, but let's talk about two emotional highs. One, your first booking, the emotional high that that gives you. And then two, getting your final photos back. Like, oh my gosh. And that literally just happened last night. So I'm like on a high from that right now. <laughs> um, the first booking. So Tyler and I, we launched it in the morning, I guess, mm-hmm. on 
couldn't even tell you what day. Some like maybe the 18th or 19th of August. And um, we went to bed and I was like, we're not going to get a booking. And I go to bed early, guys, like 930 or 10. (laughs) So I was like, dang it, we didn't get a booking in the first day. And the morning we wake up, Tyler's like, did we get a booking? And I was like, no. And we were comparing ourselves to the Big Rapids property that had launched. And you guys did get a booking. Same day. Same day. Yeah. And so we were like feeling discouraged, which is so (laughs) (laughs) sitting there upset. I was sitting there and I was like, why does nobody in the world want to book my property? (laughs) (laughs) Which is like so dumb because one day, Emily, really, like you're not going to give yourself a day. But then I go to my email and at 11 p.m. the night before, on the day we launched, we had gotten a booking. Yeah. And I was like, shut up. And I like <laughs> run to Tyler. I was like, we did. And he was like, you're lying. Because <laughs> I have access to all the emails. He doesn't have anything on his phone. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, we got a booking. And I was baffled. It was for, so our house sleeps eight. Yeah. It was for two adults and a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they booked for a whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it was like a Monday to Wednesday. So like the equivalent of a weekend. Um, but yeah, they were just coming up to town and because it, they got like their 20% discount because of the launch at the beginning and they booked weekdays, we were comparable in pricing to properties that were smaller that had no amenities. Yeah. So they chose ours instead. I did feel really, really bad because it rained all weekend while they were there. And I was like, I, when they showed up, cause I had forgotten to turn off my ring notifications, um, which if you're a host, and you have a management company, turn off your ring notifications because all you'll do is sit there watching your phone. <laughs> like, okay. wait, like, oh my gosh, they're here. Oh my gosh, did they look in the backyard yet? Like <laughs> all these things in my head. So I had to turn it off. But um, I did notice that it rained and I was like, oh no, <laughs> they're going to leave us a bad review. But we got five stars. So, <laughs> of course. That was really exciting. The really, really exciting booking though was the bachelorette party. Yeah. I was like... It was seven people, so almost full capacity for the house. So it was, like, really testing out how people would feel in the house. And they haven't reviewed us, but they did write in our yeah. guest book thing that they had a great time and that, that they loved it. So I'm really hoping they do yeah, I'm sure leave they a review. Will. But that one was really exciting because that's, like, I mean, we're targeting families, but, like, girls trips yeah. is what I picture We're targeting people who appreciate aesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> that is the and they booked trip. it so last minute so tyler was like i'm he was like they probably already were looking at something and then ours came up at a discount and it's cuter than everybody else's and yeah. it's a bachelorette party he's like so i'm sure that that's why oh yeah you know someone was like yep <laughs> we got it <laughs> yeah so those were exciting we have bookings at the end of the month and i like it was such a high at the beginning that now that like I'm not getting a booking every day or whatever else. I'm sitting here like, hmm. <laughs> How do I get this thing to book faster? How do I get more bookings? And I'm like, we're making profit in month one, Emily. Take that as the win that it is. Yeah. And understand that it's a ramp up. And in my head, I do know that yeah. it's a ramp up period. But I'm like, I got, I've taken a hit and now I'm, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're in it now. I need it. But yeah, that high. And then photos. Oh, Kristen's photos. I'll just never be over them. I'm just obsessed with her. Dude, it's everything. I could, we could do a whole episode on just like dissecting photography. I'm just, I'm just so, I was like looking at the photos and Tyler, Tyler's photos, I think turned out well. I didn't even look to be honest. Yeah. I think Tyler does a, a good job. He's just not passionate about interiors. He likes 
landscapes and building like outside of architecture buildings stuff like that and so but hers literally like the texture of the walls compared to the texture of the blankets like everything looks like you could feel it in the photo (laughs) and I was just staring at them and so Tyler and I are scrolling through the photos and this will probably be up on Instagram by the time this episode posts but the one that I sent to you as we're scrolling through Tyler's like oh my gosh these look so good and we hit that one and both of us go oh my gosh (laughs) literally rock back in our seats Tyler puts his head down because he was like oh hers are really good he's like I'm not feeling so bad about mine though because like I think mine still looked good because we were just I mean hers are next level but he was like feeling a little insecure I guess but then he saw that one and he goes oh my gosh (laughs) I was like, it literally looks like it belongs in a magazine. It it does. It does. Like, I just... It's so good. Part of me is like, I I scream from the mountaintops for Kristen, and I know we've overwhelmed her with people who have, like, hit her inbox for inquiries, because I've had people reach back out to us and be like, I reached out to her three weeks ago, and she hasn't said anything, so I know we're overwhelming her, and part of me is like, oh my gosh, I hope she never, like, moves on to, like magazine photography like where is architectural digest like why are they not hiring her immediately and please don't because <laughs> yeah. i need her in my Leave life her alone she's ours <laughs> <laughs> I, I want her to get big but not too big for us <laughs> i know she's insanely good and like so the i remember the day of photos we had to drive all the way up there we're getting ready for photos she tells me it's going to take a few hours and i was prepared for it to take a few hours but i remember we're like sitting in the car just waiting around and it's taking so long, like longer than she expected. And I was like, this is a good thing. It means that she's like finding angles that she likes and photos that she likes. And I'm taking it as a good thing, but I'm so drained and I just want to go home. And now that the photos are back, I'm like, take all day long if you want, (laughs) Kristen. Longer if you like. Literally. It's, oh, she's so good. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I'm lucky that she's worked with you before because I was like, I walked her through the house and I was like, I know you have a system at this point. Mm-hmm. These are like the points that I would like to emphasize in this property specifically, but I'm giving you free creative freedom. And she was like, really? And I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, I trust that you're going to get the things that need to be seen. And you already understand that some of them need to be horizontal for Airbnb. So I was like, you get the ones that you think need to be horizontal and then the other ones for Instagram. And she was like, okay. <laughs> Roll like, up my sleeves. You go. And I just <laughs> sat outside. And then we had her do our Twilight photos too. And they look mm. so good. I'm excited to see those because I don't think I like our Twilights. I So the issue with our house is that big living room with the high ceilings. There's no light in there. Mm. And so she was doing photos from the back and she has you like turn on all of the lights inside right. the property. She was like, is there a light? And I was like, no, that's the thing. And so I was like, I can bring a lamp in there, but it's not going to be enough light for that room. And she was like, I have a flash that I can just put in there. And after seeing the photos, I'm like, thank God she had yeah. that because it looks so good. Yeah. Especially in that room with all the windows. Like you need that to be yeah. lit up. It's on my list to get a light on that fan, but it just like wasn't a priority right now. Yeah. But the, oh. I could just stare at the photos all day. They're oh, I'm so, so excited good. to see. I haven't seen them yet for our listeners. So we're going to do, we're going to binge those after this episode to give oh, me the satisfaction really. as well. All the color, like the colors and they look like what the house looks like. But when I'm looking at the photos, I'm like, I love this property. Yeah, I know. It's like, I mean, like you talk about like being in it and being like, oh my God, I'm so sick of it. Like, is anyone going to like this? Like, you know, I spiral every single property. Mm-hmm. And you get to that last 10% and I'm just like, I know where all the flaws are. Those flaws like take over my brain. 
And then when I see her photos, I'm like, oh my God, no, I am a good designer. It is okay. Like people can like live here. (laughs) It's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. I like even just looking at the photos and I feel like a project never feels done. I'm like, okay, I want to add this here now. And I want to add this here now and then get it re-photographed because I'm seeing things that like, it looks fantastic, mm-hmm. but I just never feel like it's done. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that, that wall feels blank. I need to do something there. <laughs> I'm being like so nitpicky about it. Yeah. And trying not to be because it really is. Ugh, it just looks so good. Yeah. It is hard to like wear that balance of like, okay, I always want to be improving. I always want to be like my worst critic. Like I want to make sure that I'm like pushing myself into something bigger and better, mm-hmm. but in the same breath, like being like no I am a badass for like getting this far creating this product like Mm -hmm. it is good it's just mm, it's a war (laughs) yeah yeah and I'm like trying to prioritize so like the back redoing the back deck is my number one priority for the next thing that we want to do and so I'm like that wall that feels empty to me but doesn't feel empty to anybody else is not a priority the back deck is going to make a huge difference like it's fine the way it is but like having a screened in porch area and the dining area will then have a roof over it so people can be outside even when it's raining. There's like so many things about that. That's going to bring value to the guests, but also the house. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I need to like make sure I'm prioritizing the right things. But one thing I didn't say about the last 10% is so we got proper insurance, Mm -hmm. which I think is great. Like they, I mean, it's a little more expensive than probably other ones, but they're really thorough. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that that didn't stop our recording. No, it did not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ruben, please cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that in the notes. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, so they're really thorough. And like, it's annoying to have to go back and do stuff mm-hmm. for to like protect your liability insurance wise. But like, literally, there's three stairs going off of the back deck. And I'm like, it's freaking stairs right like who's gonna walk down three stairs and hurt themselves and then I'm like no somebody is going to walk down those three stairs so they made us like go back in and put handrails on and then because it's an old house like it was built in the 70s um it has a boiler for the heat and it's like baseboard heating and they were like, if it's older than 25 years old, you need an inspection within the last five years. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's pretty standard to get that. We just don't have that from the previous owners. Right. But the basic inspection that we got in the house, they did like a standard inspection of it to make sure it was running okay. And I'm like, oh, we have that already. Totally fine. Yeah. No. Proper insurance won't take that. And I got so annoyed. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is just another thing that I have to like put on my list of to-dos. I have to call somebody, get them out there. I have to be there. Yeah. And putting the handrails up, I had to go up there anyways. So it's fine. But it's like $170 to have somebody inspect this freaking boiler. And I'm like, why? Like, why does it have to be that complicated? And then I'm like, it's not that complicated. Emily, you like set an appointment. But drive it, it, my issue is it's four hours. Yeah, it's inconvenient. Yeah, it's so inconvenient. And it's done and I can like send it to them and it's really not that big of a deal. And it like covers my ass later on. So it's so worth it. And having somebody else be thorough for me, I think is super beneficial because I would have just skipped over it. Yeah, well, and it makes me nervous with our insurance because we have, we don't use proper on the lake houses. Um, there's another insurance provider in Michigan that covers short-term rentals 
and we've had two brokers recommend us the same insurance company. And I don't, don't ask me what the name is. Cause I don't know. I think it's like auto owners or something like something that does not sound like it would be short-term rental related at all, but I've read through the policy and I'm like, it has like the same income coverage if things go wrong, but they've never asked us to like do any of that. And so for me, it almost gives me more anxiety now knowing that they're not being thorough because I'm like, okay, well, are you not being thorough? Because then all of a sudden there's like loopholes that you can like step into when I need that claim to pay out. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost like what you're talking about is annoying. Like I'm thinking about switching to proper and I'm like, oh, I don't want to have to like go through getting inspections and things like that. But I just don't think you can afford not to. Like I, I mean, we've watched Maddie and Skylar like file a claim with proper and have them like not ask any questions, cover all of the income lost, all of, you know, the repairs for that property and like be super great. Mm-hmm. And that never is the case with insurance, right? Like insurance gets a bad rap for that. So I feel like we're going to end up just switching all over to proper insurance. Yeah. Because- and they are nitpicky. Like I sent them. So the guy who did the inspection, he had like the paper that he writes everything on. And it's the one that like he writes on the top one and it goes through to other copies as well. And he kept the one that has the best writing on it. And he gave me like the second copy. So it's a little faded, but you can still see what it says. And they want the copy that can be easily read. Uh, like it's that nitpicky, but yeah. I'm like, kind of love the attention yeah. to detail. It's just annoying for me to yeah. have to like go back to this guy yeah, and ask him to send me a photo of his copy. And he was fine with it. Like it's not that big of a deal. And it's good to have that. And like, so there's that liability protection, but then Federico managing our properties has a whole extra level of things that he requires because of safety reasons, like safety inspection that proper doesn't. Oh, so like there's extra things that Fede has me put on the property that proper didn't ask me to. And so there's like two things that were, but you get a discount, right? If you do Fede's, like Fede's breezeway inspection gives you a 10% discount on your proper insurance. Oh, I, he hasn't come and done the mm. inspection yet. Okay. So like, he's just basing what he's telling me to have at the property on yeah. photos that I'm sending yeah. him. He's going to come to the property. Um, I think in October or something, yeah. but he, yeah, he was like, okay, well you need this sign. But so like for our channel, because it's full of rocks and mm-hmm. stuff, I technically you can swim in it but it's not really a swimming channel like yeah both there's enough room for a boat to go up and down and that's pretty much it yeah and I don't ever see anybody swimming in it and so we put up Fede wanted a no diving sign Mm -hmm. but proper needed there to be a no swimming sign Mm. so I had to have two signs there yeah for that specifically and then like Federico said he would have had me add handrails and things like that so there are like there is some overlap yeah but feel like I'm just being double checked because in my head I'm like well somebody's gonna see the rocks and they're gonna be like oh yeah we can't swim there yeah no they're not no they're not they're gonna be idiots yeah they're gonna be drunk idiots yeah so there's (laughs) just like extra levels of safety that are annoying to have to deal with because it's extra things that you have to buy extra things you have to do like the light for the kayak yeah we just installed those on all of ours last week. Yeah. <laughs> you like, mentioned it and I was like, nope, don't have that. But if you could send me the link, I appreciate it. Yeah. And I like have this issue. So we asked our cleaner to go get the packages and she like hung up the hot tub sign. She hung up the no swimming sign. She put the light on and I'm like, that's technically outside of her responsibilities. Like I paid her for the time that she did it. But I just have such an is- issue asking people to do things outside of the responsibilities that I talked to them about. Yeah. 
I'm like, I don't want to push her too far. Right. Federico's like, no, we'll just ask her if she doesn't want to do it. We'll like find somebody else. And I'm like, that's the person I need. Like, that's why he's so beneficial yeah. is because I would have just driven the four hours up there yeah, and done it myself instead of asking her. And it's significantly easier and honestly cheaper with like gas prices to just have her do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Ethan and I have been really trying to lean into is just not being that first response and just like being like because we'll get uncomfortable as well you know just like asking them for all of these odd end things mm-hmm. um but the reality is it's like they're happy to do it and oh, if yeah. they're not happy to do it to just like include it in their normal cleaning process they're happy to do it for an extra fee you know so it definitely <laughs> if you can outsource it outsource it but I'm so bad at that I'm bad at just like having other people do it anyways like if a guest like our first couple guests would send a couple questions and it's questions that I know that I haven't already given Federico an answer to yeah so like we have this whole document but it's just like one-off questions that maybe will happen and I'm trying to be good about being patient neither letting them figure it out based off of the information or come and ask me yeah but when I see the email come through sometimes I'll be like Hey, so I saw this email come through where this message was here and I know you don't already have the answer. So here is the answer. And I'm trying not to like step on his toes because I hired him for a reason. Yeah. But I'm also like, don't take too long to answer the message. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. No, it has been, I'm so excited for Federico to be really up and running on all of these properties because, you know, we've watched him be so flawless in Texas for so long. And there's just a big learning curve with, these huge houses and there is unlimited FAQs that you can record that are not like obvious answers necessarily. But, but with him and transitioning and ours, like we're also, we were so excited to give him hail and lily pad and big rapids because lily pad especially was like fine tuned, like to the nth degree. Hmm. And the literally the day we were handing it over to him, our cleaners, pulled some crazy stuff with guests. Uh, Basically they showed up with uh, guests that did not check out on time on the same day that it was being flipped for a micro wedding. Um, And the cleaners got out of the car and they were like, the guests were like, how are you? And the cleaners were like, I'd be fucking better if you were already gone. (laughs) Like seeing this on the camera being like, absolutely not. We cannot, we cannot. Um, And it's just spiraled and turned into like something even this is our solution. So to back it up a little bit, we have a property that's an hour and a half away from this property where we had to let go of these cleaners for just like really kind of verbally assaulting our guests and our guests being very freaked out. I'm like kind of downplaying the story. Um, I'm still recovering from it. Yeah, It's traumatic. (laughs) It's traumatic. Yeah. Police were called, all sorts of stuff was happening. So we let those cleaners go. Super sad to let them go because honestly, we've been working with them for two years. Yeah. You have like a personal relationship with them at this point yeah but business is business um and so we had to prioritize our guests and so on and so forth so anyway the cleaning we live in a lake right and the cleaning team that we have there's two cleaning teams on the lake the two cleaning teams hate each other they're like long-standing rivals rivals yeah it's like a it's a war between the two of them so we have been we have employed one set of this cleaning team for years well, then I asked my Cadillac cleaning team to come down and clean the Bitely house in the interim in between us trying to find a new cleaner and us firing the old cleaner. 
Um, and in Cadillac, the thing that we have there at that huge property is we have like a manager who manages a rotating cleaning team because you've got four people that need to clean that house all the time. Not all four people are available every clean. So you have to have a team of eight that's rotating, yada, yada, to have somebody to coordinate it, which raises the hourly rate of what we're paying this team. But on these lake houses, we've always just had a husband wife duo. Mm-hmm. Like we've always, that's what's worked. We get to cut out the middleman. It makes the hourly rate a lot less, so on and so forth. So our cleaning team from Cadillac comes down and she's like, well, I'll start working on building you a team here. And I'm like, uh, like, that's fine. Like if you want to start developing relationships in this area and trying to expand your business here, that's okay. But I can't promise I'm going to use that team. Like, and I walk into the deep clean the other day where my Cadillac cleaner was there and the people she hired... <laughs> Locally, Alper Clean is the other two people that are arch enemies of my previous cleaners. Well, imagine if she had hired your previous cleaners. <laughs> it's small town, small town things. Yeah. And so I walk in and I see those two there, and I'm just like, the I, I haven't even looked at my phone yet, but I already know I have a text message from my previous cleaners being like, what the heck. Yeah. You know, like they're already upset that they got fired, and then I'm gonna go and like slap them in the face by hiring like their arch enemies. Like I just. So yesterday, so I found, I I came home, I told Ethan, I was like, no, this is not a good solution. Like, let's really hit the phones hard. Let's like get on Facebook. Let's figure out like somebody else to do these cleans because this is not a solution that's going to stick. One, I'm not paying over double my hourly rate for these cleaners at these houses for my Cadillac cleaner to coordinate the cleaning team I could have hired because I live next door. Like I'm not paying. You could have reached out to them. Yeah. I would have just reached out to them directly. Um, And two, it's just not a good solution. So we found another team called Connie yesterday. I got this other team like trained on the other house, made sure that they were a good fit. They're like under half of what Connie is charging me for like, even in my opinion, even more exceptional work because they do the hot tub. They do the pontoon. They restock the firewood. They mow, they weed whack, like, Connie's team doesn't do any of that. Um, and uh, so I, ha- I called her yesterday and I'm like, I hate firing people. It's just, it never feels good. It's never going to feel good. It's going to make me anxious all day. And so I call Connie to tell her that I'm letting her go from the two houses that she's like trying to like keep in her book of business. And she handled it okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause you want to like make sure that relationship is good. Cause she's still, Cleaning Cadillac. Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't afford to not have her on Cadillac. Like Mm -hmm. I need her on Cadillac, but literally every other deep clean that I've had done at these lake houses has been like 300 to $400. And she deep cleaned both Big Rapids and Bitely because it was end of summer or end of construction for Big Rapids. And both of them, she charged me over $700 for the deep cleans. And she did an excellent job, like top tier work, like just every nook and cranny is absolutely spotless, but it's over double. <laughs> like, ouch, ouch. I'd rather have the other cleans like team stay extra hours and get it up to $500 instead of 400 and like get all these nooks and crannies. But, but she took it like a champ. I think we maintained the relationship. I think this other cleaning team is good to go. I think maybe Federico now has like it ironed out again, <laughs> but it's been bumpy these last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The cleaning is uh, really nerve wracking. I'm like trying not to be super nitpicky with my cleaner because it's the first couple times and 
and Tyler's even like, Emily, give her a chance. And mm-hmm. she's not doing anything outrageously wrong. There's just like little details and like maybe taking a little bit longer than we're expecting her to. And yeah. Tyler will be like, Emily, it's her second time cleaning this house. Like yeah. she's got to get into a groove. The bunk beds are really hard to make. I know that that was one thing that she specifically said was taking her a while. Mm-hmm. And I ended up telling her like, the top bunks don't have to be fully made. Like you yep. can put the sheet on it and then like fold the duvet and make it look nice. Yep. But have the duvet folded at the end of the bed and make the lower bunks because I took forever making those bunk beds just for photos. Yeah. And it, I understand that it's not realistic for her to make them every single no. time, especially when like the turnovers are so quick sometimes. And then she's also never done a hot tub before. Mm-hmm. So she's learning how to do that. Yeah. And like, she's only sent us one question. So she seems to be doing fine, but she hasn't done her first like dump and refill yet. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to give her a little bit of grace. Cause she, we went up to the property the day after she cleaned and there was like two small things that I like sent to Fede and I was like, Hey, just like things that I noted, but the house looks great. Yeah. Like I walked in and I was like, it smells good. It yeah. looks good. Everything's staged correctly. And Nobody's so, going to come in here and be like, what in the world is this? Yeah. And I was just like, don't be so nitpicky and like <laughs> give the girl a chance. Cause she is doing a good job, but yeah. and it definitely takes time to get into a groove in a mm-hmm. house that big. Yeah. Cause you're just like trying to like understand the layout, understand like even, I don't know, like even when I clean it for the first time, I'm like, I have no system. <laughs> it took me so long to clean that house. Yeah, yeah. So for them, they definitely get better over time. Uh, for your hot tub, did you buy a sump pump to drain it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, those are... We just bought one for one of our... Because, I mean, sump pumps, for whatever reason, like got introduced to me a year after I bought two, three hot tubs. Yeah. So for the last year, we've been having them like drain normally without a sump pump. And so then when we bought a sump pump for Cadillac, we didn't... I don't know why. It's just my brain is overloaded, I guess. I didn't immediately think to buy a sump pump for the Hail House. And um, so I, I messaged my cleaner literally last week and I was like, do we have a sump pump on site for the hot tub? And she's like, I don't know what that is, but no. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, it drains it in like eight minutes instead of an hour and a half. She's like, how long have you known about this? <laughs> like, Sarah, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to give you the actual answer. <laughs> a week. Even with the sump pump? It took like 45 minutes to still drain our hot tub. Mm, you need a stronger sump pump. I guess. I don't know. Tyler bought one from Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's still significantly faster than ours what does it in eight minutes. Did. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. But the, you can buy them for like 30 40 or $50, and all of those take like a half hour to 45 minutes to drain. And then if you buy the $150 one, it's eight minutes. Oh, I think Tyler bought one for like 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like had a, a guy who knew a thing or two about sump pumps, like walk me through it the first time I bought it. Yeah. And he's like, you can get all of these. And it was like, all of them were like 60 and under. He's like, or you can buy this guy. And it's like same size, but it just comes with like a wider hose to like get the water out. And I stuck that thing of 400 gallons out in eight minutes. Like I timed it. I set a timer on my phone and I was like, he ain't lying. Like that thing is quick. We did a timer on the phone too, just so like when we were filming the videos for Callie, we would be able to like help her figure out the timing. And the one thing about this sump pump that Tyler was making sure is that it automatically shuts off. So like Mm -hmm. she throws it in and then she can go inside and do what she needs to do. Cause some of them, if they don't automatically shut off, they can get ruined yeah and so you want one that automatically shuts off but 
I have um, two that do not auto shut off. Oh. Yeah, so I've just on the video, I'm like, you better set a timer. Yeah. But the one I sent to Sarah has an auto shut off. Yeah. Though. The refill is like the one thing that Tyler said to just like set a timer for or come out and check every so often. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's just taking her a little bit, which like if you've never, like I don't know hot tub right. chemicals well at all. And so if you've never done it before, it takes a second. So like she sent us a photo of the little dipstick thing and she was like, I think I need to add this, but I just want to double check with you. And I was like, Fede's like, she can ask us questions. And I was like, I'm fine for like this portion of it being yeah. a point of contact for her yeah. if she needs stuff. I yeah. just don't want to be like every little question yeah. as like time goes on, but she's still learning. So yeah, she's done a really good job. I like her a lot and I want her to work yeah. the whole time. And so I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that, right? You, like, you want it to just be rainbows and butterflies for both you and her. Um, I was talking to Natalie last week because Natalie was, like, making the episode of, of Cleaning Horror Stories. Oh. And she was, like, she's, like, I just ignored all of these red flags with my cleaners for so long. And I'm, like, us, too. Like, we have had, like, our cleaners have put us in a few positions where we've been, like, not thrilled, you know, <laughs> but have been like emotionally attached to them. So we're like willing to work through it because you're, you're their employer, you know, it's like not a, a light thing to a light cross to bear, I suppose, but sometimes I gotta go. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate firing people, but sometimes people gotta go. Oh my gosh. I don't ever want to have to do that. <laughs> If I hate it, I can only imagine how much you're going to hate it. I'll make Fede do it. Yeah. Well, I asked Fede with the conversation with Connie. I was like, you know, do you want to have this conversation or do you want me to have this conversation? He's like, I think you need to have the conversation. And I was like, damn. <laughs> you're right. I know. Damn I you for making me do it. Yeah. But like, literally, I'm, it, it would have to be me for Callie too. Like, I yeah. found her. I yeah. walked yeah. her through the property. Like, I introduced her to Fede so that they could have communication, but. Yeah. It would have to be me. So yeah. let's cross our fingers. Callie does nothing to get fired. <laughs> I know. Ethan, yesterday I got off the call with Connie and I was like, how did you think I did? He's like, way better than what I would have done. <laughs> He's like, you're so gentle. He's like, you built her back up. You made sure that it's not her work. That's the problem. It's her pricing. That's the problem. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And for her, I mean, it was like, she was charging me $225 a flip. And, you know, I know I can get it for 120 to 150 I just, I literally cannot justify double, like that's, that takes like a thousand dollars or more a month away from us being able to reinvest in the business, you know, which like that portion of the money, it's like, takes away from us being able to reinvest and making the property better. It's just, everybody loses Mm -hmm. except for the cleaning team that's now making like way more than, yeah, I think that they should be (laughs) in these markets. So whatever lessons learned. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's, well, yeah, let's kind of transition into talking about the mentorship as well, because we also launched that while we were launching our properties, like real dummies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> there's one thing that you guys know about us, specifically me, is I always take bite off more than I can chew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, <laughs> this one felt smoother than the first time around Yeah. already. So I'm happy for that. I think because so many people knew about it and had seen stuff from the first time yeah they were like everybody was aware of the kind of people that were looking forward to having the mentorship yeah everybody was already at some level of excitement so like ready to pull the trigger on joining yeah anyways yeah 
way less sales calls that we sat on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have to weed out so many people. Yeah. That was amazing. Um, well, and I think that like, especially in launching this mentorship in the same season as us, like really doubling down on our operations on our back end because we're bringing in Federico and it like doesn't allow us to have any loose ends or any sloppiness on the back end. It's like everything that you and I have done to get that back end organized. We've created blank templates for all of our mentees. And so I just feel like uh, it just feels so good. Like I feel mm -hmm. like the product that we're offering this time with the mentorship, not that the last one was like anything to be not proud of, I just am like so proud of right where our business stands today and then being able to like just offer that to so many people. Yeah. And we had our first class this past Wednesday and the first week, cause like this is all up on our website too, but the first week is mindset and it's the week that's the hardest to convince people is valuable because yeah. it sounds like bullshit. Like if yeah. somebody were to tell me like, very, there's an, there's an entire week that's surrounded by your mindset around things. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Very foo foo. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're just like trying to pull my leg, but, mm -hmm. um, I think that it, it's become like really important for both of us too. And I think that it's easier to portray now that we're, we've gone through like this big stage, like of our business, that it's easier for us to talk about mindset being important. But afterwards, mm -hmm. we've gotten so many emails from people. One saying that like they are shocked at how much they got from this week and how excited it's making them for the next weeks. But also they're all really excited about who's in the program with them. Yeah. Like everybody introing, they were like, I'm really shocked at like how excited I am about all the other people. And it feels like we're all on the same journey. And I'm like, yeah. I literally like started tearing up reading some of these emails <laughs> sitting with Tyler. And I was like, I'm going to freaking cry right now <laughs> because it's just such a good feeling having people understand like the things that we think are important that are hard to convince other people are important. Yeah. Having all of them react in that way after just week one, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be such a fun 10 weeks. Yeah. Well, and it feels like the caliber, like it feels like the people who are in this or the caliber of person that's in this is so right on our heels. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's such a good, match for a mentor mentee because you've got us who's maybe like literally two steps ahead of all of these people in the mentorship and so everything that we're offering them is so incredibly relevant like mm -hmm. it's not I mean this industry changes so rapidly and so to have somebody who's like not offering you advice from 2019 or 2020 or even 2021 but like currently investing in 2023 currently trying to figure out how to scale trying to figure out how to like implement those operations i just feel like it's such a reflection like it's just strange that our our community is a direct mirror of us mm -hmm. you know like it's i don't know social media has like developed a new sort of magic in my brain in that way where we're like looking at the people who are asking us for help and i'm like i i just don't know how you all found us and how you all are so perfectly aligned with us like yeah and it's because like we won't we weren't both on all of the calls so yeah. I missed some of the people that ended up joining. You missed some of the people that ended up joining. So when they were all going through and introing themselves, I was like, even the people that I haven't met yet are still so perfectly aligned yeah. that like we, it's so nice to know that we attract like so many like-minded people yeah. into it. Ooh, just so good. It's such a good feeling. <laughs> I left like the first rounds. 
I left them all feeling really good, but I was gaining a lot of confidence because we had just, it was, it was like our first time launching it. Mm-hmm. And so I was gaining confidence in the teaching aspect for me. And I think that we did a really good job and I think people found so much value in it, but I left this first round feeling so good oh. and so energized after <laughs> that class yeah. where I, I felt good after the first sessions, but like this one just felt so good. Yeah. I don't know if it's the bigger crowd of people that are there or what, because I do think that like the value is the same that right. they're getting. Right. But I uh, felt so good. Yeah. Well, and I think we're getting, at least I would say for me, I feel like I'm getting much more clear on how to present what's most relevant to them. Like the first mm-hmm. time around, I feel like both you and I were like, how do we teach? How do we say things in a way that's going to be digestible for them? Where are the real value points? And I think in just having so many intimate conversations with the first two rounds and understanding like where they found value and what really stuck out to them and like the things that moved the needle for other people, like getting Mm -hmm. that feedback now allows us to like go into this and be like, okay, I'm very clear on the things that have to be said, the things that don't have to be said. I also understand that this is valuable. Mm -hmm. Whereas the first two rounds were like, are you sure? Like, are we being punked? Like, is this actually going to be like as valuable as what, you know, John is suggesting or people think is. And yeah, so it's, it's definitely been a confidence thing for us as well. Like we're not, we don't have a degree in teaching. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Having the feedback from the first groups and having people be like getting properties up and running and their properties are successful. And they're like, I couldn't have done this without like your guys' advice or the community or whatever else I think is helpful going into the next sessions and then like having all of those people as resources for the people that are currently in it as well I think is great yeah yeah that ecosystem feels nice Mm -hmm. yeah well and there's people that are starting to come out of our past that want to join it as well like Mm -hmm. the first round we didn't have anyone that we knew like in another life per se Mm -hmm. that's a part of it and this round we've got two I think Samaya and John Mm -hmm. um who are, you know, we've had previous relationships with in other capacities. And so it's like, you know, it's interesting to see that shift happen of people like actually like see you as like a little shithead kid. Yeah. And like now have like be asking you for advice. Like that shift in dynamic is just pretty cool to watch as well. Yeah. That shift in life has been really weird. Like my grandma, even though she's still like sees me as a kid, doesn't, 100% take what we're doing seriously Seriously, if I'm being honest she like kind of I mean she still sees me as like a little girl and so but she'll be asking me questions and then like I'll be at home and she'll have her friends over and I'll hear her explaining what I do to other people (laughs) and it's literally the cutest thing ever but like having people in our everyday lives talk about what we're doing and like start to understand it because of the knowledge that we've given them. It feels really good. And it gives, it gives me more confidence. Cause I'm like, I have imposter syndrome really bad when it comes <laughs> to this stuff. I'm like, who wants to learn from me? Yeah, what am I and doing then I'm like, here? Oh, I really haven't been in this that long. I really haven't done that much. And then I like look back at the last, cause the last few years went so fast. Oh, the last four years have gone by like a blink of an eye. Yeah. And so when I look at it, I have to like actually sit down and think about all the things that we've done because it felt like we were like transitioning all the time and things were moving (laughs) and we were like doing something new that I have to sit down and be like, Oh, we've done a lot. Yeah. We know a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I can't stop smiling thinking about it. I'm like excited for next week. (laughs) (laughs) It's our people. I know. Yeah. And the in-person event too. I just, 
oh, I'm nervous about that. Mostly because I'm the one who has to plan it. (laughs) Did, what was the overwhelming response? It's kind of been split. Um, I have to like put it all. um, Most people are actually saying Milwaukee. Really? Yeah. We're having a decent amount of people say Milwaukee. Hocking Hills is up there, but I think people's biggest concern is like getting somewhere in Hocking Hills. I think that one's really hard. Um, and then I'm kind of trying to figure out how far away everything actually is for my own personal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least Milwaukee is like four hours, a four hour drive. Yeah. It's like five and a half or something like that. I looked it up today, but oh. that's not that bad. I even, unless we take the ferry over the ferry ends the weekend before. Our oh, <laughs> I, asshole, know. Yeah. I looked it up and Tyler was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, yeah. It would be four hours if yeah. we could take the ferry over. Okay. But since we have to go down through Chicago and gosh, let's make it seven hours with Chicago traffic yeah. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's such a cool city though. Yeah. It's we've had a couple cool people city. say Indianapolis. I think only one has said Traverse City, which nice. shocks me. Yeah. They probably just don't know. Yeah. You know, I think Traverse City is like a very niche Michigan. Yeah destination but milwaukee is such a good airbnb market like i've never been there so like i am excited about the possibility of doing it there and it's like walkable super walkable i think the activities there could be a little better than hocking hills maybe they have indoor boats so (laughs) and it's just river it's not like so it's not we're not gonna have uh, people vomiting (laughs) Don't worry on this. Yeah, for our listeners, uh, we did rent that yacht for the first round and none of our mentees vomited, but John's assistant, uh, Denise vomited and then Maddie from Maddie and Skylar vomited and then my husband vomited. (laughs) I almost did, but I was smart enough to stay on the center level Yeah. um, inside for most of it. But so many of us get seasick. I think we like ran out of the Dramamine gummies. Oh yeah. I was like handing those out like candy. Like walking around like the party drug dealer, like offering these gummies to everyone. And everyone's like, what are these? I'm like, Bramamine. <laughs> In theory, the the boat thing, it sounds so cool. And it really was so fun. But like, those are little details that yeah. when you're planning an event, you don't think about it. Like, I don't know how people do weddings on boats. Like, oh, right. What? Right. Oh, God. Yeah. So maybe a shorter boat cruise, maybe slower, maybe in the river. <laughs> yeah. And you just can't plan for the weather. Yeah, no. Well, that, and that's the thing is like, especially when we're having this, it's likely going to be really cold outside. So everything that we do is going to have to be inside. That's why Hocking Hills, I was like, I don't know, you know, like there's a 50-50 chance that it's like literally winter. Yeah. Halloween weekend. So yeah, that's true. Although we haven't seen snow Halloween weekend in a long time. Yeah. So it literally, the last time I remember seeing snow Halloween weekend was when I was at Michigan State dressed up as Thor. Oh my gosh. And it was so cold and it started sleeting. So it wasn't even snow. Football player that year. Yeah, it was just nasty out. Really cold. Really cold. No, I don't want that. Well, Halloween is my favorite holiday of the entire year. So and I usually try to have some sort of Halloween thing. So this is just me planning my Halloween party for the year. Should we make the mentees dress up? I was thinking about having a costume <laughs> portion of this. But it would be great. That'd be so but some fun. people get really uncomfortable about dressing up too. But I'm like, oh, so they don't what? have to put that much effort into it. Last year, because it was so last minute and we were moving, I was a Dalmatian. Yeah, like, look, um, we Halloween should pick like party our... on Saturday night. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm not giving away any more details. Never mind. <laughs> you guys will never know until till the time comes. Yeah, but. 
All right. So last portion of this before we wrap it up. Um, what, you know, we're in Q4 now uh, of the year. What was your favorite part about this year and what do you want to carry into next year? I can't believe we're in Q4. Tyler and I were talking about this and he was like, you launched your first round of mentorship in like June. And I was like, no, 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 no. February. February. <laughs> and he was like, you're lying. I was like, no. Um, I, <sighs> what was my favorite part of this year? I think Chicago was a really big highlight. Yeah. Of this yeah. year because like the classes were really fun. The teaching was really fun, but actually meeting everybody in person and like getting to talk to everybody and understand where they found value in certain things was so fun. Yeah. So I think that that was really good. I think that just building off of the community aspect is where I see our business going moving forward and prioritizing that. Um, I don't ever see us being the kind of people that like throw big conferences and stuff like that, because I think our, our brand and us personally just the, like more intimate type gatherings. Yeah, but I agree. I don't know. I think the community thing for me this year was such a standout. Same. Uh, when Federico, uh, I think he posted something on Instagram right after Chicago where he was like, for me, Chicago was like before and after. Mm-hmm. Like he like phrased it in that way where he was like, it just like solidified so much for me. I feel like that, I feel the same way about that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like for us, We've always been like a little unclear about what we want to do with Carwell as a brand in general, right? We're just like, we're in the Airbnb space, but we don't really specialize in anything yet. Like we're flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Like we're dabbling, we're tasting all the things. Community is it. Like I just love it so much, at Mm -hmm. least for the foreseeable future. I just want to go all out on that side of things, but I definitely agree with you. I want to do it in a different way. Like I do not want the conferences I don't want the huge events. Like that's just, the conferences are great. Like I don't want any listener to think that I'm discouraging them. Like I want to attend conferences. Yeah, I like going to them. I love going to conferences. I love the networking around the conferences. But what I hate for influencers per se or for like the speakers is it turns into like a shaking hands, kissing babies and not actually having any like valuable, intimate depth conversations Mm -hmm. and like that for me is the best part like I want to like actually know you I want to like let my walls down I don't want to feel like I'm already thinking about like whose hand I'm shaking right behind you in this line of people like I really want to develop a solid community and then like provide the space for that solid special community where people don't feel overwhelmed yeah because like I mean at Nashville last year or earlier this year wow um (laughs) we watched Michael Elefante like be bombarded by people and you understand why people want to talk to him, right? Like yeah. why people are lining up to talk to him. But I feel like Chicago specifically for me, because we spent 10 weeks personally video chatting for two hours a week with these people, it yeah. felt more personal. Like it felt like we could actually talk to them. They friends. weren't, They're yeah, they friends. weren't coming up to us because they'd never met us before and they wanted to meet us. And like, yeah. I never feel like that kind of person anyways. Yeah. Like the one person who recognized us in Nashville, I was like, this is freaking weird. <laughs> like yeah. it was, it's, it's a compliment, but like, I never, I don't like feeling like that. I like feeling like it's personal yeah. discussions. And I think that if we keep them more intimate and it's always like people that were we spend like a couple hours every week with or whatever else it feels like 
everybody gets more out of it. I totally agree. And so I think that that's where it's going. I think Michael's just so far past, like he's so big famous yeah that it's hard to be at those things for him so maybe like he won't go to them anymore right right and he stays super plugged in with his community it's like yeah like you know that he's being asked to speak at these events and you know that he's like okay yeah Yeah, (laughs) watching him have to deal with that I was like oh that's a lot and like I mean if people come up to us like I want them to feel like I want to give them value but you can only do that with like a line of people behind them and you only have so much time and it doesn't feel as personal yeah like I want to remember you you know like I want yeah I'm not good at the small talk situation either I like want an like I want to know you (laughs) yeah yeah I will say this year has definitely built like the before and after that you were saying that I said about Chicago it's built up my confidence so much more this year and I've I mean I've even had people like comment on that yeah about how much that's happened this year and so I can I'm hoping that that just continues to go up <laughs> yeah yeah it's like okay the world can see us as like Airbnb professionals but like none of that matters until we see ourselves that way mm-hmm. that takes a long time like we're young we're dumb we're making stupid mistakes like that's the thing I think is like we make stupid mistakes so I'm like why do people <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else is making stupid mistakes exactly too. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just maybe not as transparent around it. But look, we'll work through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're right. Like, why is it so difficult? Like, why in our brains do we make things more difficult than they have to be? It's like getting an inspection. Like, I feel like us as humans want to make it more complicated than it is. But then we literally like, just call somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. same thing with firing someone. Like, it's just a phone call. Mm-hmm. We will, Like, nobody is, like, holding you down being like, you have to do it. It's like, no. You get to do it when you want to do it. But, like, just do it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So. Yeah. It's been a wild year. Uh, So this will be the second to last podcast that we do, just the two of us, as we wrap up the year. But I think we're going to double down on podcasts for the remainder of the year. Yeah. Um, Mostly selfishly. I think that maybe a lot of people see this podcast as like uh, a form of outreach for you guys. And although I love that you guys listen to this podcast, we tend to be pretty intentional with the people that we ask to come on. And we are looking at what the next steps look like for us. So we've got some unique guests coming on the show um, that we really want to pick their brain and hopefully it'll add value to all of you. So stay tuned for those. But thanks for listening again to another episode of Catch Up with the Carwells and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.